very warm welcome to you from Equa Marketing. This presentation is brought to you by Equa.com, a leader in digital marketing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another amazing episode of Growing Dentist podcast show. Today, I'm super excited to have a young 29-year-old um, entrepreneur uh, who is hygienist plus a serial entrepreneur who has helped hundreds of dentists, you know, with his different businesses. His name is um, Elijah Desmond. Um, he's, uh, among other things, the founder of smilesatsea.com. Welcome. Welcome to Growing Dentist. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Um, yeah, so for those of us who don't know a lot about you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your journey as to how you got to where you are today? Absolutely. <clears throat> well, I will first off tell you by uh, letting you know my, my, my passion and where I come from. Uh, when I was very young, I tested out of high school, tested at a college at 15 years old, and I began my career as a motivational speaker. And that is my my passion. That's what I stand for is helping kids and helping people that you don't know. And it kind of transformed uh, throughout the years into the dental industry. Uh, but I'm from uh, Ohio, I raised on a big farm, uh, graduated from the Ohio State University, and started my career in uh, after graduate after graduating um, six years of college. Um, went over to Honolulu, Hawaii, and lived there for three and a half years. Um, started a dental temp agency, and I figured I would go and temp myself in these practices instead of only sending uh, my team out. So I had built up about a team of 80, and I had about, uh, about I'll say, 300 dental practices, between three and 400. And um, I was basically sending everybody all around the islands to um, – you know, temp and, and then get permanent positions. So I decided I wouldn't go around and do the same thing because it sounded fun to go office to office. So within a couple of years, we'll say two and a half, three at the most, uh, I had ended up practicing at over 300 offices and I'd learned so many things and I'm still learning still today. And, uh, you know, I started a couple of businesses. Um, in 2012, I moved to Las Vegas. And I actually, um, as, I, as I told you, I'm a motivational speaker, and I love speaking. And I was approached by Invisalign and asked uh, to speak. So I ended up speaking, say, a little less than 50 times in the next two years for Invisalign, and then uh, started a few, a few other, couple other businesses. And uh, then I started speaking for Strawman. Spoke probably around the same, around 50 times for Strawman. And then I became uh, independent as a, uh, as a speaker. And, you know, since uh, we'll say it's about going over a little over a year now, I'm speaking in seven to 12 different cities. I'd like it to be four to six like it used to, but I'm speaking all over the place. And uh, I basically put a twist on speaking where I'm doing, doing a lot of motivational speaking in dentistry uh, and making it clinical enough so they get CEs uh, as well. And uh, then I created my last business, uh, Smiles at Sea. A dental cruise uh, surrounded around having fun. And uh, I'll tell you what, in the past couple of years, I've really changed my uh, my journey, right? Before it was all about me, 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 and, you know, how can I grow my business? And I like to call it the rat race that we're in. And uh, in the past couple of years, I've really changed my, my thinking and my platform to where now it's about you, 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 and uh, helping as many people as I possibly can, you know, started a Facebook group called Trapped in an Op. I mean, trapped in a clinical operatory, but trapped in an op. 
and now I'm mentoring hundreds of dental professionals that are doing so many things with their careers, such as uh, speaking, consulting, uh, you know, they're a dentrepreneur like me, um, or they're doing research, or they want to get into sales, or they have a product or some sort of business, and basically I'm helping uh, with some others to mentor them or al- along the right uh, path during the journey, and so um, that's that's basically, you know, everything I stand for, so it's motivating kids, and now it's you know, really motivating and mentoring uh, dental professionals in our community. So, yeah, that's awesome. I just uh, looked you up, uh, trapped in an op. You have uh, five thousand nine hundred members. So uh, probably yeah. I just uh, sent a request to join your group. So that's okay. great. <laughs> so you do like hundreds of things, right? That's amazing. And I guess uh, that's something that perhaps can be a uh, kind of um, you know um, an inspiration for others. You know, who feel that. They can only do one thing. Um, of course, um, the key is it's not about doing how many things. It's really doing them as best as you can and really, you know, growing and making a difference. So, um, yeah, that's that's great. I totally agree with you, and that and that is something I think that I'm actually learning myself is, um, you know, doing one one thing or a few things really really good. Um, as a serial entrepreneur, uh, I also like to call them an entrepreneur with ADD. Um, you get caught up in doing so many things because your mind thinks very broad, you know, very, very wide. And, um, you know, I'm a visionary and it's tough for a lot of people, even dentists, to focus in on some one thing really good. You know, I, I feel that some of the best dentists out there, they're, they're in niche markets, right? So they're not, they're not just doing general dentistry with everything. They're focusing on you know, Invisalign or ortho in their practice, or they're focusing on Botox, or they're focusing on implants, or maybe they're, you know, they're, they're focusing on, maybe it's the experience. Maybe you have the experience in the dental office that's just mind blowing. So they're focusing on one or maybe two things the most. And to me, I feel that those are some of the most successful dental practices uh, that I've seen. Absolutely. You are right. Um, you know, I have been a serial entrepreneur and I guess uh, in my journey, um, you know, I started after getting fired four times in a row uh, back in 2002. And then um, till 2008, I was making every book under the sun. And one of the mistakes I was making was it was about me, me, me. And uh, and usually when it's about me, 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 uh, it doesn't work. And then um, Dale Carnegie had this amazing quote. He said, the world is full of people who are grabbing and self-seeking. In that world, uh, a person who focuses on helping others get what they want has no competition. Yep. And uh, yep. he said it like 60, 70 years ago, but it's still true. And um, so that was my second phase. And then um, then I guess um, in 2013, I woke up and uh, pretty much what I wanted in terms of quote-unquote success, I had. And then I'm like, now what? And um, so then I started searching for purpose and why am I here and what's my purpose? And, you know, I realized, um, you know, kind of like you, I, I'm a visionary and I, I, I'm, I think of big ideas. So my big idea is to, you know, how do you, how do you have thousand times more impact in the next 30 years than I did in the last 10? I didn't define it as money or revenues. I defined it as impact. And um so that's kind of something that's exciting and interesting and keeps me challenged because thousand times is something, you know, you can't do doing the same old thing like you did yesterday. So it's interesting. So I went from purpose to helping others get what they want. Sorry, went from me, me, me to helping others get what they want and now more towards purpose. And, you know, um, 
so I, I think we all grow and I think that's the thing. Um, the theme of my podcast is, you know, um, growing dentist and I find people grow in time, money, purpose and relationships. So um, when, we, when I start working with a young dentist, a lot of times they're like, you know, I need any kind of collections. I don't care what it is because I need to pay the bills. So that's their mindset. Then they're like, no, no, no. There's a difference between any kind of collections to profits. Then they're like, no, no, no. You know, I have kids. I have a family. I have responsibilities. Now time becomes more important. Then again, it changes again. And they're like, I want to enjoy what I do. I don't want to do everything. I only enjoy certain kinds of things. So that kind of taps into purpose and meaning. Also, they start realizing they don't want to, you know, work with everybody. They want to work with people who they enjoy working with. So they start asking questions like, who do I, who do I want to be a hero to? And, uh, you know, so that it's all, you know, it's interesting. So I guess as human beings, you know, we are first humans, right? Whether we are a dentist or whether we are an entrepreneur, we are first humans. So as a human, we all want the same things, which is we want, you know, a bigger life, more freedoms, more options. Um, when it comes to time, money, purpose, and relationships. Uh, so I'm really glad to hear you go through that, even though you know, you're only 29 and you have a huge you know, life ahead of you. I'm, I'm really excited to hear somebody like you, you know, doing what you've done you know, in such an early age. So it's awesome. Thank you. Um, let's get back into you know, providing some, re- you know, in addition to providing inspiration from this conversation, providing some hardcore value, right? Because a lot of dentists want ideas that they can take and implement today that they think, you know, that that will help them, you know, make a difference. And I know you and I talked about implants and, and um, you know, implants is, if done right, a good way to make a difference for others and also a way to grow your practice. Now, it doesn't mean that it's for everyone, you know, because there are a lot of people who are doing quote-unquote implants, they're not doing a good job. And then the patient suffers and their reputation suffers and so forth. So um, let's talk a little bit about implants. What's your experience in it? What have you seen, you know, the more you have worked on it? Absolutely. Um, So mind you, I graduated from Ohio State University in 2009. And while there is a division that, you know, that that focuses on implants there, and it is important, um, as a dental professional coming up, it wasn't super, it wasn't extremely relevant. And what I've seen over the past, you know, uh, eight years is dentistry is moving away from, you know, bridges and it's moving towards implants and, you know, why harm other teeth when you could simply replace them or move them around a little bit with Invisalign or, you know, any kind of orthodontics and then place the implant. So I want to say in the, in the, in eight years, if there was anything that has changed dramatically, um, or I would say anything that has um, been a, a must-have in your dental practice. Uh, I would say, actually, the first thing is intraoral cameras, <laughs> sidetrack. Right. That, that, that is a must in a dental practice. And I would say the second thing is dental implants, because dental implants are becoming kind of a standard of care. I mean, when people hear about harming, you know, other opposing teeth when they could be perfectly kept, you know, normal, um, opposed to displacing a dental implant, it's like a standard of care. So I, to me, uh, going through college now, I, and I don't know if they're doing this, uh, excuse my ignorance, but going through college, that should be part of the curriculum. So there's, right, so there's crowns and bridges. Well, there should also be implants because that is 2017. That is one of the most searched words on Google, 
for dentistry. Uh, and let me let me go ahead and say, not just keeping up with the times to go ahead and get your training for dental implants, let's keep up with what the patients want, right? So the patients are obviously number one, and let's face it, they're asking about implants more and more and more, and they're actually very knowledgeable about dental implants. To not have them in your practice, to me, is crazy. And so I think that, you know, if I were to give a recommendation, a strong recommendation um, to, to dentists out there is go and get your training so you should be able to play dental implants. And here's another thing is that, you know, you have to start to get comfortable. A lot of, you know, one of my companies, we focus on just dental implant marketing. And many offices, even if they have dental implants, they can't take on big cases. And so, you know, they, you know, I always say you have to start somewhere. You have to have the ability uh, to, to do them, so you need to get trained. However, the only way to get better is to do more. So some can't do, you know, total indentulous uh, teeth, and some can't do some of the big cases. However, you have to start somewhere and work your way up. If you don't do it, then you're never going to do it. Maybe you get a mentor um, and, and, you know, maybe an oral surgeon or a periodontist. They, they help you um, do this, and that's very possible. But you know what? Here's a really cool thing. Now in 2017, you're starting to see way more specialists in offices. So why not just help the, have the specialists come on board to your practice one or two days a week? And then all of a sudden, things change. Now all of a sudden, you're giving them, you know, between 40 and 60%, and you're keeping the rest profit. But more than anything, they're doing it in-house. So I see a huge shift uh, in our in our profession to dental offices doing everything in-house. I'll give you a perfect example. Dr. Craig Fodak, which, oh, by the way, if you haven't interviewed him on a podcast, you got to do it. Um, you know, he got the ADA Dental Office of the War uh, Year Award. I want to say it's 14 or 15. His practice, he has a, first off, he has 50 employees. <laughs> um, but he has, uh, I want to say, four GPs under one roof, 20 offices. Facility, a 20 op facility, 20,000 square foot green building. But he has four GP dentists, he has an oral surgeon, he has a periodontist, he has an endodontist, and he has an orthodontist. And so his business is the busiest place that I've seen yet. And so one of the things that they really focus on is dental implants. Um, the second thing that they focus on is their culture. So when you when you walk into some offices, you see a big dark cloud, right? That dark cloud, and you have these the energy vampires in, in that office and they're infecting people and there's a cancer in the office that's spreading fast and it's called negativity. And that happens in a lot of practices and it's a reason why people go to work unhappy. So one of the things that Dr. Spodak does is he focuses on culture and team building and uplifting people. And when we're walking around his practice, you don't know how many times that I hear him say, I appreciate you. Thanks for being, thanks for being you. Thank you so much. And he has a big smile on his face. The culture mixed with all of the people that he has in his office as far as specialists and how happy they are, that is what makes that office, to me, one of the best offices in the entire country, Spodek Dental Group. Absolutely. Um, now, talking about culture and talking about implants, so, so um, y you... Um, What's your take on culture? Why is it important? And, 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 um, and, and um, what do you think the successful practices do from a culture standpoint? Absolutely. Well, I mean, I'll start with uh, when you talk about culture, you, you start with the leader um, in, in the practice. And 
the leader really set, sets the tone. And the leader, here's the, here's the really cool thing. The leader doesn't necessarily have to be the dentist, right? And the leader doesn't have to be one. The leader could be many, as long as they're leading by example. And I think that that's extremely important. A lot of, a lot of dentists, you know, they come to me and say, you know, how do I be a better leader? And sometimes the answer to that is, is to be a better leader, you simply delegate your leadership. So if you can't lead necessarily, the, the, that means that you probably should be delegating your leadership to somebody else. And something that I think is awesome is that at many, at many practice, you have many leaders. The leaders are in the back clinical, they're in the front, they're, they're, they're part of the clinical team, they're all over. And that, that, that culture is a culture that is, um, it really runs itself. And another thing that I think is really cool is that these leaders are always happy. They're setting the tone in the morning by giving, you know, giving, showing appreciation and showing thanks to everybody. They're, they're helping each other. Um, the, the culture in the office is everything, and it really starts from a leadership, a leadership perspective and making them all feel appreciated, making it sure that everybody's happy and making sure everybody works as a team. And also uh, having, you know, ha having your team involved in many decisions um, in, the, in the practice. Um, so everybody feels a sense of unity, uh, a sense of, of one. And so, and I, like I said, you need to have Craig on this, on, on your podcast, because he is the man when it comes to this, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I would um, love to interview him. What's his name again? Craig? Dr. Craig Spodak. Craig Kodak, you said, right? Spodak, like S-P-O-D-A-C-A-K. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah, talking yeah. about culture, I have also learned a few things about culture. And um, a couple of my insights is um, I studied the best clients I have and the most successful, and they tend to have three mindsets. Uh, one is uh, they appreciate themselves and others. So they're always looking at the half full side of life. They're looking for positives, and then they build on it, as opposed to... Um, the other negative mindset people, they're like always horizon is in front of you, right? It's never behind you. They're like, well, right. I'm not at my horizon yet. And who do I blame? Right. And unfortunately, the horizon keeps moving forward. You get closer to it. It moves forward. A practice that was making 300,000 is happy making 500. But once they get to 500, they want to make 700, right? So you're never there. And unfortunately, a lot of us are trained to look at the gap between, you know, their horizon and where they are and then feel bad about it. And then of course, feel every, make everybody else feel bad about it. But the people who are successful in life, I find they look back and say, hey, I, I used to be 300. Now I'm doing 500. Who do I thank for this? Who do I appreciate for yeah. this? Right? Good point. It's, yeah. a, it's a different yeah. mindset. And I think that's a very powerful mindset I see with um, you know, all of my most successful people. They appreciate others. And usually it comes with age. You know, a lot of times I find people get nicer as they get older. Um, mm -hmm. And the second mindset I notice uh, of my most successful clients is um, they are growth oriented. So, you know, they, they again kind of going back to that appreciation, you know, the positive mindset. They're looking at the half full side of life and saying, you know, how do I make it better? They are always, you know, even when they get beaten up with a challenge, let's say something happens in the environment where all of a sudden their business drops. They look at it, okay, how do I turn this into an opportunity? How do I turn this into an you know, advantage for my business? You know, if you look at Apple, for example, um, you know, their renaissance happened, you know, in the worst recession. 
when everybody else was cutting back and firing people, Apple was investing and, you know, building this mega platform, you know, the iPhone and everything else. Right. Um, so, so, so they turn everything into an opportunity. They look at the positive or the full side, half full side of life. And the last thing I notice is they're team players. So they, they kind of realize they are good at some things and others are good at other things. So they tend to get the best of people. They don't micromanage, they delegate, they, they listen, um, and they know what their boundaries are and they play, they understand other people's strengths and then they leverage it. So instead of me working, you know, trying to do the things I'm weak at, I do the things I'm strong at, and then I help get somebody else. So with us also, you know, we have 200 clients and, you know, our 90% of our clients stay for life, um, you know, they, they, and, they, and, and they write big checks for to us. Um, and the reason is because they tend to work as a team with us. They tend to listen to us. They tend to, you know, um, appreciate us and they to work with us as a team. So it's interesting that you point out, you know, culture and, and, and mindsets. Um, and and one, one last thing about that culture and, and really telling it to the world. Um, something else that I, I'll focus on, you know, he's one of my friends, Craig, uh, Dr. Spodak. But something that's really unique uh, with his office is that, you know how like a lot of people, there's like ads out there, $500 off, $1,000 off, um, you know, these 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 discounts to bring people in. And what's crazy is, is he brings people in based off of his culture. So like when you see a Spodak Dental Group ad, here's what it is. If you're a, if you're a veteran, come into our Veterans Day Dental Care Day on July the 12th. And that's marketed all over. Or we really care about stopping cancer. Let's go ahead and stop your cancer today. And here's how we do it. Or we're going to do a kids dental week where everybody comes in, all the kids come in in the community, and we do free dental care. That's the type of advertisement that he does, and I think it's mind blowing. And so that's the type of patient that he attracts, which is awesome. And then you see his team doing a lot of team building events. But they're team building with the community. So they're doing, you know, half marathons, 5K runs for a cause. That's the type of culture that he has in his office. And that's what he puts out of the community. So he gets patients that are willing to pay more money for the right type of place, for the right type of culture. Um, and I think it's amazing what he's doing. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm definitely going to look him up. Interesting. Um when we talk about culture, uh, I think this also kind of shifts, right? I think most uh, entrepreneurs, I mean, dentists are entrepreneurs. They they start out as a, you know, I have to do it all kind of a mindset. Um, yeah. And then they realize they don't enjoy everything. They only enjoy some things. And then they realize they need other people's help. And uh, my mindset for a long time was I have to be the Superman saving the world every day. But I realized that that doesn't scale. You know, you there's only one of you, so you can't be the Superman. So the next thing I, I, I kind of realized is I need to help other people be Superman and Superwoman, you know, being the best in their area so they can do magic for our clients, right? So, um, right. and I think um, that's something I, I'm starting to notice at some of the most successful people. You know, they're very humble. They are so kind and they're so, um, uh, so much about others. Like I, I have a client of mine and... Um, He's, uh, you know, he, he treats his patients like guests and he literally calls them guests. And he's like, you know, I want to treat my patients the way I would treat somebody, you know, who's a guest at my house. And then right. he hires people who have the same mindset. Right. And then and then he also treats them like part of his family. Like, you know, uh, somebody came and told him, you know, one of his team members, most of us are moms. What if we start early, like 637 and go home at 230? He's like, 
awesome and they've been doing it for years now and their production hasn't dipped it actually has grown people are happy and nobody ever leaves his office because he cares so much about them just like they care about him so i think culture is sometimes a two-way street it's you can't manipulate culture you can't you know pretend to have you know pretend to you know care about others you know what i mean it's just either you do or you don't yeah absolutely I, i totally agree let's um Talk about customer experience um, as the last, um, you know, nugget that we can perhaps focus on. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the best offices you have had the chance of seeing or working with, and and what do they do differently? Absolutely. So uh, I want to say that the customer experience. I'll tell you, in 2017, uh, there's a good opportunity um, for you to stick out, and you can stick out by doing the best. Uh, for your customers through a customer experience. And so I will say that um, there are a few a few teams that do it really well uh, that I've seen. And I've, you know, worked with, uh, we'll say now, well over 500 practices. And I would say the best teams, um, you know, I, I, would, I would say it starts with, starts with the dentist um, laying the foundation. So foundation is everything. And if you don't have the foundation for your practice, uh, it's difficult to provide good customer service because you're still focusing on internal issues. And so the first thing is foundation. The second thing is, is, and what I would encourage you all to do, is break down all of the different touch points for your patient. So for what is a touch point? A touch point would be uh, going to a patient visiting you, finding you on the website, on, 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 the, on the internet. And so what's your website look like? What is that experience like? Then from there, what is your phone calls like? Do you have somebody that's grouchy answering the phone that shouldn't be up there? You know, maybe you should think about replacing them for the first two hours in the morning with your bubbly assistant. <laughs> and that's honest, really what you should do. Um, what about after the phone call? What about when they come into your practice? What's it look like? What's it smell like? Is the person on the phone and not even acknowledging the new patient? who's walking through the door ready to start their patient experience, you know, are you giving them anything? Is the coffee in the waiting room or is the coffee in the back uh, with you? Um, I think all of those are extremely uh, important. And then the patient experience all the way through, you know, the clinical experience, then the follow-up, and then, you know, the re, re, uh, the recare. And how do you communicate with them in between? All of that is the customer experience. It's extremely important, uh, and that is one of the things that I speak on throughout the country is customer experience. Um, and if, I'll tell you this. If you can't go to any of my courses personally, the best customer experience course to ever go to is hands down Disney Institute. Oh, my goodness. I went there for a week-long training here in, back in January, and I was just mind-blown with how they they uh, have their entire workshop. So I'm, I'm, I would highly recommend going there for the customer experience and i actually you know when you go to a customer experience course everything is about implementation it's no good unless you implement it that's extremely important and so for me you know on my biggest business which is smiles at sea that's what i focus on is giving the overall best customer experience so if you come on you know one of my cruise ships you're coming to get your ce's but you're also there at my house so i have to give you the best customer experience from start to finish. And so that Disney Institute course is not even just good for dentists. It's good for anybody to go to. You could go to it, your listeners, you know, um, any any business owners or anybody in the field of customer service, I highly recommend uh, to go there. It's life-changing. 
Yeah, I'm just on the website right now. Uh, which particular course are you referring to? I think they have a bunch of courses. Quality, quality service. That's the one. Oh, quality service. I, I see it. They have uh, leadership excellence, employee engagement, quality service, and business yep. excellence. Quality and, service. Uh, and quality service, is that like a one-day course, or do they have different versions of it? I took the four-day course, like the week course. All right. Perfect. Oh, actually, yeah, they do have multi-day course pricing and details. So is that like yep. an immersive experience? How, how does it work? Yeah, it's a hands-on. So they teach you in the classroom, then they take you to the field, and they show you exactly what it's like. Yep. Awesome. That's amazing. Um, I know we have to wrap up uh, at some point. I can keep talking to you, and perhaps you could come back at some point. Um, if, if somebody wants to get a hold of you uh, or, you know, say hi and, you know, talk to you about something or, you know, what, what website should they go to? How do they get a hold of you or your companies? Absolutely. I think the easiest one is to go to ElijahDesmond.com. So E-L-I-J-A-H-D-E-S-M-O-N-D.com. That's the easiest to remember. Go that You can go there and get a hold of me there or contact me at Elijah at BasicDentistry.com. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you very much, uh, Elijah, for talking to me today. And um, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, yes. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to another amazing episode of Growing Dentist podcast show uh, featuring Elijah Desmond. All right. Thank you so much, Naren.